This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Well, hats off to Ken Chesbro, one of the 19 co-conspirators in Georgia for his role in the criminal conspiracy brought by Fawny Willis, indicted by a Georgia grand jury. Hats off, because if you thought he was a half-baked constitutional scholar that didn't think anything was wrong with creating the fake elector scheme, trying, even though he knew it was doomed to failure and was incorrect under all of the law, and trying to interfere with the Georgia election process, well, then you're going to be thrilled by his latest filing now that he's gotten a trial date that he wanted, which is October the 23rd of 2023, don't rub your eyes or your ears. That's not a typo. He asked for a speedy trial and Judge McAfee and Georgia law gave it to him. He's going to trial in six weeks for his role in the criminal conspiracy. Now, what, what did he do? He wrote at least two memos as a lawyer and those memos were used by other lawyers for Donald Trump and other non-lawyers for Donald Trump to try to slow down and stop and interfere with the electoral college certification process and the peaceful transfer of power. So Ken Chesbro, who's an amateur constitutional scholar and amateur uh, electoral count act um, scholar, um, gave um, credence to the argument that there could be an entirely fake set of electors, a, a parallel world set of electors that could be certified and sent to Mike Pence for him to recognize while they were doing the counting in the Senate on Jan 6th and make Donald Trump the president. And if he didn't accept those as the legitimate slate of electors, because they weren't, and he rejected the ones that were submitted by the secretaries of state and governors of each state, because and they were legitimate, then that chaos would be resolved by each of the state houses, which are, which are predominantly Republican, picking our president. You follow that? Well, if you love that argument, you're going to love the fact that Ken Chesbro is continuing to show he doesn't understand the Electoral Count Act and doesn't understand constitutional law in his motion to dismiss the indictment. Right. He's a coward and he doesn't want to go to trial and he wants uh, Judge McAfee in Georgia state court, not federal, to make a decision that the supremacy clause applies to him because the supremacy clause says that in this case, Congress has the power under the 12th Amendment and the Electoral Count Act to certify elections and run the entire electoral certification process. And states can't, well, in his words, criminalize that by making him an indicted co-conspirator for just doing his job as a constitutional scholar, arguing that there can be fake electors to try to pressure Mike Pence to overturn the will of the people. Did you follow that? Neither did, neither did I and neither will Judge McAfee. You would think that, well, this is a very important issue. He's very serious about it. He must know his stuff, right? No, because it's the same guy that didn't know his stuff when he was advocating to Donald Trump that he's struck on this genius plan, this loophole in the Constitution and the Electoral Count Act. But now you see how he thinks because he put it in eight pages. Again, not a typo. You might be thinking, man, this person's very liberty is at risk. He, he'll probably file a 20, 30, or 50-page really well-researched brief to the judge, just like in every other court. No, nope, eight pages. Probably took him a whole hour and a half through some lawyers in Dunwoody, Georgia. No offense to lawyers in Dunwoody, Georgia. I just don't think that's where you know a federal constitutional electoral count act lawyers come from. 
And they certainly don't come from people named Ken Chesbro. So he spent six out of the eight pages in blather talking about his view of the world of the Electoral College Act and the Electoral Count Act. And what it reduces to is the following. This is in the world of Ken Jesbro. We're not going to stay in that world too long for fear that we'll get stuck there. We'll stay in reality because none of his argument is tethered to reality. Here's his argument. Ready? That the, the uh, Electoral Count Act says that any disputes over whether electoral slates, the certificates, are legitimate or not, have to be resolved within a court system. And since Georgia never resolved the issues of those quote-unquote disputes, they never get the benefit of having the what's called the safe harbor, meaning um, in order for Georgia's electoral count to be legitimate and to be counted, according to Ken Jespro, that a dispute over their validity has to be litigated in a court. And since it was never litigated in a court, Georgia never gets the benefit of having its electoral certificate and electorate uh, vote counted as legit. Are you following this? Because I'm a practicing lawyer and, and it was only eight pages and I couldn't follow it because it's all balderdash. It's all nonsense. It starts from a a position, a premise that is flawed, that there was a dispute and who were the electors for Georgia. There was no dispute. The Secretary of State certified the proper slate based on the popular vote in in Georgia that went for Joe Biden, not by a little, but by everything he needed. He only needed one more vote than Donald Trump and he got almost 12,000 votes more than Donald Trump. And therefore, the electoral votes go to the winner in their entirety in Georgia, all of them. So there's no dispute. The dispute that he's talking about is the very conspiracy that it's at the heart of his indictment. There was no legitimate good faith dispute that was conjured up by Ken Chesbro, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and others, and the fake electors themselves, most of which are cooperating with Fawny Willis, to say, hey, we're electors too. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which helps with de-stressing and managing anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. It's easy to hold and perfectly balanced, quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up, and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard. But switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. 
Head to tryfume.com and use code LEGALAF to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M.com. Use code LEGALAF to save 10% off the journey pack today. Let me use an example from sports. I'm a Yankee fan. Don't hold that against me, especially this year. The Yankees take the field. They're about to take the field, right? They're coming out of their dugout for their game. All 26, all 26 players. And all of a sudden, other Yankees with uniforms that they bought somewhere, 26 of them show up to try to take the field at the exact same time. Like some sort of crazy episode or another, another edition of Jordan Peele's Us movie. Right? You've got these competing Yankees that are trying to get onto first base and second base, the outfield, start to pit two, two pitchers go out to the pitcher mound. That creates a legitimate dispute over who are the real Major League Baseball New York Yankees because another team showed up to play the game and take the positions? No. Just as the fake electors conjured up out of the laboratory of the of the mad scientists of John Eastman and Ken Chesbro doesn't by a fit of alchemy create real electors that are in dispute with with the other real electors to allow for the electoral count act to send it off to a court system in Georgia and none of this happened none of it happened because there was not a dispute over there was no confusion over who were the proper electors once certified by the Secretary of State. Of course, he misses the whole concept that there was a slate of legitimate electors. He never talks about it in his eight pages because he wants to ignore that. This is like a child putting together a model airplane. And I did a few of those when I was a kid. And at the end, he looks over and there's all these parts that he couldn't figure out where they went in. So he just left them out. That doesn't work in constitutional analysis or analysis about Georgia law. Here's the facts, Ken Chesbro. There was a winner in Georgia without dispute. There were lawsuits about who won Georgia and your side lost. Having won the popular vote Georgia, um, in Georgia, Joe Biden was entitled. No, he mandatorily was entitled to receive all of the electoral votes for Georgia. The Secretary of State, through a proper process, certified the election in favor of Joe Biden and gave him all of the electoral votes. That you and some other people dressed up like electors, just like you dressed up, I guess, in my in my uh, in my story, like New York Yankees and tried to take the field, doesn't create a dispute that has to be resolved in the courts of Georgia. And having not been resolved in your argument, even today, you believe at least you say you believe that Georgia's electoral count was inaccurate or not valid or legitimate because it didn't go through a process of of um, mitigating or resolving this conflict that you and your other co-conspirators created. That's the crime, Ken. The thing that you say is the analysis that leads to the reason why your indictment should be dismissed only reinforces the crime itself. You've basically just conceded the crime. That either because of bad faith or, or criminal intent, you don't understand how the Electoral Count Act, the 12th Amendment, or the U.S. Constitution works versus the right of the states to certify their own elections and the interference that you did. Because you can't see it, right? That's why you are in the indicted co-conspiracy or that you're a co-conspiracy conspirator in the uh, in the crime. 
Thanks for filing eight pages to tell Scott McAfee, the judge, and Fawdy Willis that you don't know what the F you're talking about. And that if this is your defense, not only is the indictment not going to be dismissed, good luck. I get it. You're going to get on the stand in front of a jury in Fulton County and you're going to try to jabber away about your you know, crazy understanding or misunderstanding or misapprehension of Georgia election law with federal law and the Constitution and Electoral Count Act from 1887. I get it. You're going to try to confuse them. That's why Fawdy Willis is there to tell them all that stuff he just said not only is wrong, it's irrelevant and is not the elements of the crime that he's being charged with. So that'll happen like that, Ken. Good luck. You know, you're sort of like, you know, when I was a kid, there was this phony professor that used to appear in movies and on television shows and talk shows named Professor Irwin Corey. Some people might be remembering him. You know, he was some, he wore a lab coat. He'd run around spouting out nonsense. That was his gig. That was his joke. He was in a movie called Car Wash. Watch it. It's funny. Having said that, Professor Irwin Corey is not going to be your defense to avoid your indictment or prosecution in October. We're going to follow stuff like this and just like this on Hot Takes on the Midas Touch Network. And then every week on Wednesdays and Saturdays, we pull it all together. You like hot takes? <laughs> You're going to like our podcast. It's called Legal AF. Yes, it's what you think. It's on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I co-anchor both. Instead of just me talking to you on a, with a microphone and a laptop, I've got Karen Friedman Ignifolo on Wednesdays. I've got Ben Micellis on Saturdays. And you can get us everywhere you get your audio podcast from as well. Be a free subscriber to the Midas Touch Network on YouTube. Go on to their website brand new shiny website. You'll love it. It's called MidasTouch.com. You can get all your legal political news there in one place, audio, video, writing, original content, all there. If you like what I'm doing, give me a thumbs up. It helps with the ratings or the algorithms. You can follow me on social media at MS Popak until the next hot take and the next episode of Legal AF. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.